Hello, everyone. It's Jeff from the Fantasy Doctors, and this is the Fantasy Doctors Podcast. Now, I'm not a fantasy doctor. However, I have one with me, as I will every single week this NFL season. He's a Duke professor, an orthopedic surgeon. His name is Dr. Celan Preck, and he's the fantasy doctor. Dr. Preck, how are you doing tonight? I'm good, Jeff. How are you? I'm doing good. Thank you. Uh, now, this is our first show in our weekly uh, we'll be doing a weekly podcast where we're going to break down all the compelling NFL injuries, and Dr. Preck is going to offer his expectations for their recovery and return to the field. And I'm just going to be I'm just going to be bold here and say, be weary of the so-called injury experts online. We're board-certified physicians and orthopedic surgeons that are giving real injury analysis and timelines uh, to help you in your fantasy leagues. Now, we got a lot of injuries to talk about, Doctor, so I'm just going to jump right in, okay? Yeah, absolutely. First I mean, I, I want to talk am... about... Go ahead, First Jeff. player I want to talk about is Andrew Luck of the Colts, Colts quarterback. Now, Colts aren't really offering much in the way of information, you know, as far as his timeline uh, after surgery for the torn labrum. Uh, he's still not practicing. How concerned are you for uh, Andrew Luck, Doctor? Yeah, I mean, I'll tell you, Jeff, this is a, a big concern for me, uh, not only for Andrew Luck, but for the Colts. I was down at the Cowboys game this past weekend, and, and they don't really even have a good backup solution here. But the problem with Andrew Luck is that he has a partial labral tear, and, and we really don't have too much information on it. Um, but basically, he has, if, if you think about your shoulder, it is a ball and a cup type anatomy. And the labrum is, is basically around the rim of the of the of uh, the cup area that really acts to stabilize that ball. He has a partial tear in it. This had been bothering him for, for quite some time, leading up to the surgery about nine months ago. So he he almost had all of 2016 and even part of 2015 with this being an issue. And we just saw all last year his performance get worse and worse and worse. He ended up having the, the, the surgery about nine months ago. The timeline to get back from this is about nine months. So he's fitting the right timeline. But the biggest concern to me that's happening is, is that you are not hearing a lot of things coming out of Colts camp that he is throwing the ball, the, the football, very hard. He hasn't been in a preseason game yet. And, and these are things that, that bring up red lights to me that his progress is going slower than expected. I think if he was doing really well with his progress, we'd hear through, co- through the coaches, through some of the trainers that, hey, Andrew Luck's coming along. He will make it for the first game against the Rams. And, and I think we're going to not see him through most, if not part of September. Wow. Yeah, it's it's definitely alarming that he's not even practicing yet. He's essentially going to miss the whole preseason. So he's definitely questionable yeah, to start the year. Yeah, you know, and, and you know, there were some reports of him throwing the tennis ball, and that's great. The tennis ball is fantastic, but you know what? That's not a football, and that's not a game time situation. And you know, everybody keeps focusing on this thing about his ability to throw, and that's fine. That's only one part of the game. The bigger part with these labral tears is the hits that he's going to take. So part one is the, the ability that the, the shoulder is stable, that he can actually throw it. He's, he's got accuracy. He's got a zip on the ball. Um, he's got the velocity. That's part one. But the second part of the whole story is the ability to take a hit, the ability for him to fall on that shoulder and have a lineman 
fall on top of him or a defensive end or, or an outside linebacker, somebody to take a tackle and for that shoulder to withstand the hit. And that you're not going to know until he's actually in a game time situation. So um, unfortunately, I just don't think there's a lot of great things for Andrew Luck in the early part of September. Yeah, it sounds about right. Yeah, buyers beware for Andrew Luck. Let's move on to Cam Newton. Now, Cam is tracking in the right direction. He's slated to play against the Jaguars tomorrow. Now, of course, Cam went, he underwent surgery for his rotator cuff. Uh, what's your thoughts on Cam this year? Is he going to be healthy um, going into week one? And what, do you, what are your expe- expectations for him this year? So Cam, a whole different story. Um, Cam actually almost early on took the same path as Andrew Luck, which is, you know, let's try to treat this without surgery. He did rest. He did some injections. And none of that really worked. And so you didn't see Cam have his surgery right at the end of the season. He ended up trying to do all these other things to try to get it better. But by March, it was clear that his partial rotator cuff tear was not healing in a way that, that Cam could keep playing the 27 season, 2017 season without surgery. So he ended up with the surgery back in March. And he's progressed well. And he actually, early in training camp, was starting to move along and starting to do well. They shut him down because he was having quite a bit of soreness about two weeks ago. And he's been shut down for for uh, those two weeks. And there was concern that, okay, you know, is, is this a bigger problem than we anticipate? And before Panthers Nation starts freaking out, I, I don't think so. I mean, this is a guy who's, who's a big guy. He's strong. He throws a lot of power. He's got a partial cuff tear. And as you get him going and he starts throwing more, he is going to be sore, and that's normal. That's absolutely normal. So, he, like you said, he's, uh, they're planning on having him playing some of the, the reps tomorrow. Um, I anticipate that we'll see him. Um, I'm not going to put a lot of weight into how much he throws it and what his, his accuracy is yet, but I do think that he will play game one, and I don't think for anybody drafting Cam and, and interested in picking him up, I don't think that there's a big caution here with Cam. Oh, that's great news. Yeah, he's got um, some shiny new, to- shiny new toys in Carolina with Christian McCaffrey, so everybody's looking for and hoping that Cam Newton will bounce back this season. So let's, uh, let's talk next about Joe Flacco, Doc. Uh, Jocko, or I'm sorry, Flacco has been dealing with uh, back problems for all of training camp, and he's certainly not a lock to start week one, uh, looking very questionable. What's your thoughts? on him, Dr. Breck, as we uh, inch closer to the regular season. Yeah, so, you know, uh, it, you know, it's one of the things that we try to do is we try to shed light on these injuries. And it's funny how the Ravens have been very quiet about what exactly was going on with Joe Flacco. You heard maybe there was a disc issue that he hurt while he was lifting. Maybe it wasn't. Um, maybe it was just a back spasm. And, and I'm going to go on record here, and, and I don't have any insider information, but I'm going to go on record that given the timeline that we have seen Joe Flacco sit out and how he's struggling to get back, I do believe he had a, a, a disc herniation or a disc issue, which is causing him to have this slow recovery. We see that with disc problems, not only with athletes, but even with patients all the time, that it takes a while for them to get back. And so Joe Flacco has not seen any preseason games. He's not anticipated to see any preseason games. And it's funny because, you know, the, uh, the other um, the players and the wide receivers are calling him Weapon X, 
you know, he's a guy who we don't know what we're going to see from him, but what we're going to see is going to light up the sky. And I'm not so, I'm not so excited about Joe Flacco. You know, he's got age against him. A, a disc herniation is something that can flare up over and over again. I mean, just think about um, Tony Roman. You know, the back is a problem. The back is something that can be an issue for an athlete forever once it starts going down that path and the disc starts getting involved. So I'm not excited to, uh, to see. I'm not expecting a lot of things out of Joe Flacco, at least early on. He's going to need to kind of work the rust out of his system. He's got to get his timing down packed. And we're not, he's not going to have a chance to do that until the game's, the season starts. And he's just one bad hit away from being mm-hmm. back on the injury list. So um, I, I, I'm a little bit concerned about Joe Flacco. Yeah, he's, well, he's not an, a, an exciting fantasy option anyways, and he's already not a mobile quarterback. That offensive line is going to have to protect him because he's just going to be sitting back there trying to get rid of the ball. I mean, he's already a guy that doesn't move around in the pocket very well. Uh, I right. want to go next to the running backs, uh, Doc, and go down a few names here that I have. Um, the first one being Devontae Freeman. Um, Freeman signed a big contract extension, um, but he's been in the concussion protocol for over a week now. Um, do you have any concerns for him going into week one uh, for Freeman? I, I don't think so. I mean, you know, the, we keep hearing more and more about concussions, and let's, let's put this to rest. Concussions are a big deal, and that's why you're seeing the NFL getting more and more passionate and more and more concerned about trying to get a, a better hold of how to not only diagnose but manage these concussions. The problem with a concussion is that every single one is different, and some can take a week to get back, and others can take three, four, five, even eight to 12 weeks. So you just don't know. Now, my guess is, you know, we got two more weeks before the season starts. So if I'm guessing, I think he's going to be perfectly fine. Um, they, Coach Quinn is saying that, you know, Freeman should be towards the end of the concussion pro- protocol by the end of this week. So it seems like things are moving well and in the right direction for, for Freeman. So I think he's going to be fine for, for the start of the season. Oh, that's good news. Yeah, you never know with, with concussions. Tevin Coleman is definitely his backup and, and very capable himself, so... Uh, if Freeman were to miss any time, Tevin Coleman would uh, pick up right where he left off. Uh, right. Next, Doc, I want to talk about Leonard Fournette. We wrote about him on the fantasydoctors.com. Uh, Fournette was drafted to complement Ivory and Yeldon in Jacksonville. And, well, many think he's going to win the job outright before too long. But he's been battling a foot injury in camp. Uh, and this is the, fate, the same foot that bothered him at LSU. Do you have any concerns for Fournette suiting up for week one? And do you think that foot injury is going to hamper him moving forward? So, again, you know, the Jaguars have not been very um, forthright as to what's going on. It's just point of foot injury. Now, it is the same side as his high ankle sprain that he had with LSU that caused him to lose, I think it was five or six games. So, But one has nothing to do with the other. So the ankle's got nothing to do with the foot. That ankle injury should be behind him. Um, it seems like the foot injury is going. It's more of a sprain scenario, unlike a stress fracture, where I would be con- more concerned about this flaring up throughout the season. From the sounds of it, it sounds like a, a, a foot sprain, and if that's really the case, then I, do, I don't think that come uh, the real season, come in two weeks, that this is going to be something that's lingering or that really affects his play. And just like you said, you know, the, the Jags have Irene Yeldon. Yeah, they don't they don't electrify the league last year, and they're not super exciting, but they do have 
you know, Ivory Nielsen to take some of that burden off of, off of Fournette um, for, for the beginning part of the season. Yeah, sounds good. Yeah, well, just to remind our, our listeners, uh, later on in the show, we're going to bring in Dr. Jesse Morris, who's going to break down some of these fantasy implications because Leonard Fournette was an obvious hot commodity, uh, you know, this draft season. So we'll bring him in later in the show, and he'll break down his expectations in terms of fantasy for Fournette. Um, the next running back I want to talk about, Doc, is Thomas Rawls. Um, he's been bat- battling a lower leg and ankle injuries for much of his career. Um, it seems like he's always injured. Uh, do you see any problems or limitations for him um, after he suffered that fibula injury last year? No, I mean, he, this is being coined as just an ankle sprain. And so, yes, he had the fibula injury. Um, and, again, once the bone fully heals, that's behind him, and that really doesn't affect anything going forward. The sprained ankle is something that can linger for a while, and it can cause pain and swelling and issues with the mobility. He sat out uh, um, the last preseason game against the Vikings. And, and so I, I think that they're going to nurse him along, but I don't think it's going to be an issue for him uh, in two weeks. I think this is going to be behind him. It sounds like a mild ankle sprain, and, and I think he'll be okay. Good. Yeah, well, he's got a little competition there in the backfield in the form of uh, Eddie Lacy this year. So. Um, if Rawls isn't able to suit up, uh, Eddie Lacy, uh, assuming uh, he's he's healthy too, he's also battled battled lower leg injuries for much of his career. So Thomas Rawls sounds like he's yeah, going to go to start the year. Yeah, no, you're right. And Eddie Lacy has been played with these uh, ankle issues as well. Um, and, and the other thing about Lacy, unfortunately, is that he's got age against him too. So he's going to be, in, in theory, a little bit more injury prone. So. Um, but, I, I, again, just like you said, I think Rawls will be good to go. Sounds good. Uh, I want to talk about a few wide receivers next, Doc. Uh, first on my list is Amari Cooper. Uh, Cooper came into camp a little heavier than, than normal this year, and um, he's missed a good chunk of time with a leg injury. Now, that they're in, in consistent with most NFL teams. The reports have been pretty uh, ambiguous. Uh, for Cooper, and it's not really fully known what he's dealing with. Uh, do you see any uh, problems with Cooper? Uh, do you have any concerns for Cooper, or can uh, fantasy footballers draft him with confidence this year? I think you draft him with confidence. He's got a leg injury, which we don't know the exact details of, um, but it does not sound like it's anything concerning. And the fact that you know, in Saturday's game against the Rams, he he caught three out of four passes thrown to him at 46 yards. He didn't really seem when you watch the, the game tape that he had any signs of that leg injury really holding him back. I, I, I would pick him up with confidence, and I really wouldn't think twice about it. Good. Yeah, well, a lot of people are tabbing that Oakland Raiders team to go all the way. Definitely a, a uh, powerhouse. Uh, Derek Carr looks to be healthy, so um, no concerns with Amari Cooper. He looks to have a a strong season this year. I think the next guy we're talking about is probably going to draw the most interest from our listeners um, is Odell Beckham Jr. Um, We all saw OBJ suffer that ankle injury and possibly a concussion, uh, which turned out not to be the case. Um, Now he's looking like he may be in danger of missing week one. Uh, Everybody wants to know uh, what's your thoughts. What do you expect from Odell Beckham as we get closer to week one? Well, you know, you see that video and, and everybody gasped because they thought oh, maybe he had a knee blowout. 
maybe there was an ankle. The concussion was kind of secondary because we know that, you know, these guys can bounce back from that. But you, you got worried about his knee and then you got worried about his ankle. And then you saw him collapse in the locker room and then you really got worried about it. Um, and then uh, extras were taken. You see Odell uh, later on in that game kind of walking on the sidelines. He didn't have an ankle brace on or anything. And, and you, you, you start believing, of, hey, maybe things are going well. And when at Giants camp and, and even Odell himself said, hey, I'm, I'm going to be good. Thank you, everybody. But it turns out that he had an MRI and there was some concern on the MRI that there was something going on. And it sounds like he has a high ankle sprain, um, a stable high mm-hmm. ankle sprain. So one actually won't require surgery. So that's the good news. Now, high ankle sprains wow. themselves can anywhere from two to four weeks to bounce back from. So if this is a mild high ankle sprain that the pain, swelling, and the mobility aren't affected too much, we'll see him against the Cowboys week one. But don't be surprised if you don't see him in the first two games and we don't see him until game three because of the fact that the high ankle sprain could take a little bit longer to heal. Now, the Giants intend to kind of sit him out. I think they're sitting him out this week as well. Um, they're, they're limiting his, his practice time, and all that is in hopes of giving him the rest he needs to try to bounce back. Wow. Yeah, I've, I, there's been a lot of – it's been a hot-button topic – and obviously he, you know, went to the ground in pain and the whole internet, you know, blew up. Uh, yeah, everybody's going to be wondering and watching Odell Beckham closely as he plays your Cowboys in week one. <laughs> so let's, uh, That's right. <laughs> I want to talk, uh, the next guy I want to talk about is another guy that um, is, his name has been in the news quite a bit is Jordan Matthews, um, who suffered that chip fracture in his sternum after he was traded to the Bills. Um, how do you see this affecting him uh, in the early going this season, Doc? So we really shouldn't. Um, for for our listeners, you know, if you you feel the center of your of your chest and you feel kind of what feels like a plate, that's your sternum. And so he has an avulsion, which is like a, a little chip coming off that sternum. And it's really about just pain uh, being quieted down enough for him to be able to play. By week one, which is still two more weeks from now, he's got about four weeks under his belt since this happened. So I, I can't imagine that this is going to have any issue whatsoever on his performance. Good. Yeah. Well, the injury is probably the least of his worries there in Buffalo. <laughs> it's the probably right. Well, that's for true. Consistent quarterback play there. Yeah. So well, at least uh, Jordan Matthews looks to be healthy as we start the season. Uh, let's go over a few tight ends. Uh, the first one is the big one, uh, Rob Gronkowski. Um, now, we all know Gronk is hes the best tight end in the game when he's healthy. But that's the thing is he's, you know, he has a hard time staying healthy. And that's been a challenge for Gronk going all the way back to college. Uh, do you see this latest back injury uh, affecting Gronk this year? And is this, just, um, is, is this just a sign of things to come going forward for Gronk? So, you know, Gronk is a monster. I mean, this guy bounces back. No matter what you, you throw at him, he does bounce back. The problem is an athlete that is so physical like Gronk, he is wearing and tearing. And as age catches up with him, at some point, he is going to break down for good. And that's really this concern here. You know, he had three back surgeries since 2009, the third one being the fusion that he had last season that ended his season prematurely. And, and, and that's worrisome. Um, now, the fusion itself should heal well. 
and a fusion is basically where you go in, you take the, the disc out between the two bones that, that, are, that help to make your spinal canal, and you fuse them, you lock them together, and they become one bone. They become one bone, that disc is gone, the disc issue is gone, and he should bounce back. The problem is that whenever you have a fusion, you start putting more wear and tear on the discs that are close to where you fused, and that's what can cause you to have problems. Yeah, three surgeries. Wow, that's a that's a lot of hardware in his back. And I even read recently that he cut out booze. So maybe Gronk will look to have a strong season this year and be healthy because that's that is the the concern for Gronk. It's also the concern for the next guy here, um, Jordan Reed, who is another player that, when healthy, is dominant. Um, but he's, you know, he's battled a, a litany of injuries in his career with concussions and soft tissue injuries. Um, in training camp this year, he's been uh, also battling an, uh, a toe injury. Um, he did practice today, so that was progress, and that's a that's a good update for him. What's your thoughts on Jordan Reed and that toe injury? So I'll tell you, uh, toe injuries that involve a big toe, I'm, I am a little worried about those type of injuries. There's a big spectrum of what we call turf toe injuries, where you can either sprain the, the anatomical structures on the bottom of that big toe, or you can have some breaks of them. Jordan Reed, whether he intended to or not, has actually put out in the media that he had a small fracture or a break of what's called a sesamoid bone. It's one of the bones on the bottom of that big toe. And that has me concerned because that is a bone that if you break it, can linger and, and not heal and eventually may need surgery. So he had an orthotic place and he's actually now practicing and they're saying that the orthotics has really helped to alleviate his soreness. Um, and, and this week for the first time, he's taking part in individual and one-on-one drills and all of that sounds great. But in mm. game time situations, when you got to push off and you got to run and you got to cut and you got to make these breaks for the ball, will he be able to do that? And that's where my concern is. So I am cautiously optimistic about Jordan Reed, but uh, don't be surprised if this becomes a lingering issue and he ends up um, uh, sitting out or, or needing surgery at, at some point during the season. Wow. Yeah, that's not good news. Yeah, it, as a fantasy owner that has had Jordan Reed in the past, you kind of know what you're getting from him. When he's healthy, he's going to light it up. Uh, Kirk Cousins looks to him often. Uh, his problem, much like Gronk, is staying on the field. So uh, the last tight end I want to touch right. on real quick, Doc, is Travis Kelsey. Kelsey underwent labrum surgery in January. Um, what, what Do you think Kelsey will be fully recovered, in your opinion, and is he going to have any limitations going into the season? So I don't think he'll have any limitations. I think he will be healthy. He caught um, one ball thrown to him on Saturday for a 36-yard reception, and I think he's going to be okay. I don't think this is going to be a problem for him. He's about uh, eight, nine months, months into this, and, and I think it'll be fine. Good. Okay. Uh, Travis Kelsey is a favorite target there of, of Alex Smith, so we looked at for him to have a nice, strong season this year. Uh, next, guys, yeah. I want to bring in our guest, um, He's a certified, a board certified physician, and he's a sports uh, medicine fellow. Um, he's also a regular contributor at the Fantasy Doctors, um, and he just happens to be a fantasy football junkie. So he's a he's a also he's a physician, but he's a fantasy football junkie. So let's go ahead and bring in Dr. Jesse Morse. Dr. Morse, how are you doing this evening? 
Wonderful. How are we? Good, good. Hey, uh, Dr. Preck and I are just running down some of these names here. Um, we want to get your input on what your expectations for them uh, is going to be in terms of fantasy. So we're just going to briefly go through these these names, and I want to know what you think uh, their value is going to be this year in the fantasy football game. Uh, first, we talked about Andrew Luck, um, obviously very questionable uh, this year. Which, uh, what's the fantasy fallout there in Indianapolis in terms uh, with Andrew Luck? Yeah, Andrew Luck's injury has me really concerned. I mean, he's seven months out from, quote-unquote, you know, labor repair, but he could have had a number of other things as well, and we don't really know. They haven't really told us much. Uh, Coach, uh, Coach Chuck Pagano yesterday really said there's no timetable for Luck's return. I mean, if he's going to get activated off the pup next week, he's really only got about six practices to kind of shake off the rust, so to speak. Um, he's running out of time. I mean, he and the issue is his backup right. is Scott Tolvin, who's undraftable <laughs> and nowhere near the talent level of, of Luck. Like, I mean, Luck is a, a top-five quarterback healthy, maybe, you know, maybe top three if everything goes perfectly, but – now, I mean, we don't even know if we're going to see him in September or, or whatnot. And then, as, as Dr. Preck said, is, is, is he going to take one injury, one hit, and, and then, you know, suffer from a new injury, whether he's trying to brace his fall or, or whatnot? I mean, well, you know, well Jesse, concerning. and just like you said, you know, just like you were saying, Jesse, too, I mean, the Colts don't have a good option as backup. I mean, I was at the game last week, and, man, they, they just uh, – both their backups just – they just are not up to par, and they are not Andrew Luck. And so as a team, they are they're, they're in big trouble because they don't have a good option um, in the quarterback position. Yeah, yeah you, you, you have to downgrade all their position players. All of yeah, them get I mean, downgraded, Jeff. You're exactly right. It, it affects yeah. Luck himself, but, I mean, T.Y. Hilton, who's a, a top-10 wide receiver, uh, Moncrief, who I like this year, their, their third uh, run, uh, quarterback, or sorry, uh, wide receiver, Dorsett, you know, it, it affects his, his blanket, so to speak, and, and Doyle, his tight end, who has a lot of upside this year if, if Luck's healthy. You've got Gore. I mean, there's a lot of people this affects uh, in terms of uh, fantasy-wise just because Luck's not healthy or, or we don't know when he's going to get on the field. Right. Yeah. Yeah, you have to downgrade all those position players. I'm gonna I'm gonna skip over Cam Newton. He looks like he's gonna be full go. I want to touch on Joe Flacco, uh, Doctor Morris. He, you know, as Doctor Preck alluded to, he's very questionable to start the year. What What's the scenario there? What's the the fantasy fallout if Flacco misses times there in Baltimore? Sure, uh, I will make a, a quick two second comment about Cam Newton in that. I think that uh, with his shoulder injury uh, and return to play, I think McCaffrey's going to be a big upside. I think uh, Olsen's going to be quick upside because he's going to do quick, short passes, which will boost his value kind of like Brady does in New England. Uh, So look for him to be, you know, a solid uh, 8th, 11th-round, you know, quarterback kind of in in that range. As far as Flacco, I mean, this creation, we don't know exactly what's going on. I mean, they haven't really been specific. Back injuries really scare me, as we saw about Gronk. 
Um, I mean, I know he's a veteran. He's been in the league for almost 10 years, but I mean, he's not fantasy wise. He's not draftable, but the issue is that his injury impacts several other people that are draftable, like Terrence West and Danny Woodhead, who we'll talk about in a little bit. Right. Uh, maybe Macklin, uh, you know, Mike Wallace, Perryman, uh, Ben Watson. So like, they don't really have a good backup for him either. Uh, he's not draftable, no, but it affects a lot of people uh, simply because we don't know what's going on with his back. Is he going to take a hit and you know and end up and end up you know out for a while or or whatnot? So it's it's hard to tell, but I'm I'm definitely concerned until we see he's stable on his feet and able to take a couple hits and, and bounce back up. Yeah, no, I agree. You know, while we're talking about the Ravens, let's go ahead and and talk about Danny Wood. That's Flacco's new weapon this year, but Woodhead himself is now battling a hamstring injury. Uh, what's your thoughts on Woodhead as we uh, inch closer to the regular season, uh, Dr. Morse? So I like Woodhead. I'm, I'm a Patriots fan by, by where I was born, so I've always had a big uh, a big love for him. But he, he was supposed to be a monster last year in PPR, and, and then he had that ACL, which – Killed me personally in a couple leagues, but I mean, he's got a lot of upside again. Um, depending on how significant this hamstring is, I think they'll uh, they'll kind of hold him out of, of this week's uh, preseason game and probably the the final one. Is he available for week one? Not sure. They really haven't released much information. Uh, you have Terrence West and Buck Allen, who are kind of the other two running backs, and and if if, if Woodhead's down, then you may see a, a tick up in Macklin or Wallace or. Weber away, you know, he's currently being drafted as the 36th uh, running back in a 12-team standard league and probably even a little higher in a PPR league. Uh, but I would definitely draft him and, and sneak him away if, uh, if if you're looking at the 7th, 8th, ninth round and you haven't had your, your second or third or fourth running back yet. Yeah, good. Uh, you know, I want to touch on uh, Dr. Parekh laid out what, you know, seems like a pretty uh, grim – uh, expectations for Odell Beckham Jr. Uh, after suffering that ankle injury. If he were to miss time, uh, what's the implications there for the Giants? You know, what's it do to Eli? What's it do to the rest of the players there uh, for the Giants? Yeah, I mean, I watched the injury like probably 100 times. And, and you know, yeah, he sprinted off, to, you know, around the, the stadium after, but then – you know, today and the day the day after the injury is when I'm really concerned. Is he in a boot? Maybe, maybe not. I haven't seen any reports. But the issue is, who's going to pick up for him? You know, Brandon Marshall, who's probably technically the number two, also had x-rays of his shoulder, and they really haven't said much about him either. Is Sterling Shepard going to be involved? Is, you know, per- Paul Perkins, the running back, going to be uh, bumped up a little bit? Is their tight end, Rhett Ant- Ellison, going to be helpful? I mean, personally I'm a little worried about uh Beckham because I mean right now he's being drafted as the number three wide receiver which is the fifth pick I mean if you lose your fifth pick in the draft for any three four five weeks of the year there's a good chance you're going to struggle to win your league um I'd personally go with Julio Jones or, or AJ Green or Des Bryant or even Jordy Nelson in a PPR league um in light of the fact that we're a little more skeptical about, you know, Beckham Jr.'s injury at cutting, uh, you know, just 
just a, any any quick movements, he may exacerbate that and then put him out a couple more weeks. And that that kind of you know that could be a big deal in the long run. Yeah, no, I agree with you, Chester. Yeah. I mean, I think that OBJ really drops on the draft board. Now he doesn't drop very far, so he he may go down to you know number seven or number eight uh, receiver. But I do think that this will affect. Uh, his 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 draftability and his position, and I think you have to look for other options because, just as you said, if you lose him for two or three games, uh, just and, and you don't get any production out of him because of this, and even when he bounces back, if he's not running full steam ahead, you're not getting the normal um, normal performance out of him. You have to get worried, and so you've got to think about this as you're as you're putting together your draft picks. Oh yeah, yeah, you got to be concerned for, for e- yeah, Eli Eli Manning because. I, the Giants don't even have much of a running game to speak of. They could just stack the box if they don't have any outside threats. So that's got – that Odell Beckham injury has got uh, lots of implications. Uh, so does this Jordan Reed. Uh, Dr. Preck touched on it, um, battling that toe injury. Uh, what if he misses time there in Washington? Who's going to pick up the slack? Um, he's obviously a, a favorite target of Kirk Cousins. Uh, what's the fantasy fallout there in Washington if Reed were to miss time? Dr. Morse. So Reed's injury kind of has a lot of people worried. Toe injuries are, are tricky, and, and, and they can cause a lot of issues, especially with, as Dr. Perek said, kind of pushing off or, you know, that stopping kind of g- g- providing separation. I mean, his backup isn't awful in Vernon Davis, and he's serviceable, so to speak. He's, he'd kind of be a, a, a 10 to 15, uh, you know, kind of range guy if, if Reed goes out. But it sounds like the orthotics are helping, but he also really hasn't probably practiced that much. Uh, I think today was actually the first day he actually practiced. Um, whether or not he's going to see much in terms of preseason, I, we will remain to be seen. But I draft him. I just the issue with, with with tight end is that there's like five or six, seven good guys, and then after that, it's kind of a a free fall. So Falls off. just understand yep. that he's you know a huge injury risk. You know, if he plays 10 games this year, I'd consider that a big win in my head. Personally, I'd draft, you know, Greg Olson or Kelsey or Eifert maybe over him. I mean, currently Reed's going as the fourth tight end and, and right now are averaging about the fifth round, eighth pick. So that's uh, pretty high uh, in terms of someone who you don't really know how big of a deal this, this, this foot injury is, whether it's a fractured toe or if it's turf toe or, you know, right. whatever it is. Yep. Yeah. Well, you know, I'm staying away. You, anybody out there, you know what you're getting with Jordan Reed when you draft him. And like you said, uh, Jesse, if you get 10 games out of him, that's a big win. Uh, well, that's great insight from the insight from the both of you. That's going to do it here for us. Uh, be sure to subscribe to our podcast on iTunes. You can follow Dr. Preck on Twitter at MD. And you can also find Dr. Morse on Twitter at Dr. Jesse Morse. And, of course, you can get any injury updates uh, at thefantasydoctors.com. And, and be on the lookout. We're getting ready to launch our subsidiary, uh, the Fantasy Doctors Analytics, where we have developed and validated algorithms that predict the player's performance in future games. This is groundbreaking stuff. We're really excited about it. Thanks for joining us, and we'll see you on the next time.